if you wanted to have a reason to worry about this team at all, this game was an excellent confirmation of the things you might potentially be worried about. More concerning to me were the longer drives, you know, 13 play drives and 12 play drives. Those happened in the third and fourth quarter. If I am going to be honest and clear-minded about it, that gives me more pause than the long touchdown play, right? I think it's unrealistic to think George is never going to give up a long touchdown. What's up, Georgia football fans? You are listening to episode 319 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. This is the post-game show of the Georgia-Kent State game, and Tony and Will bring you all through it. They shared probably the same emotions and somewhat concern that all of us felt. So you'll get to hear them talk about it and uh, kind of talk about a few of the other interesting games that happened over the weekend. So without any further delay, here's Tony and Will. Hello, I am Will Leach here, as always, with Tony Waller. It's the day after Georgia defeated Kent State 39-22 to on a... Wait a minute, did you say we won? They did, they did, I know, I know. We'll get into, uh, that's not the, the general takeaway, but it was, in fact, a victory. You might not have felt that way uh, all the way around. Um, lots of stuff to get into, uh, to say the least. Um, but first off, where is, we'll, we'll talk about how people have reacted to it in a second. Personally speaking, as you watching this game, I don't think anyone was ever concerned that Georgia was going to lose this game, but the way they played this game, the way Kent played back at the end, the mistakes on what was your level of alarm? What is your level of alarm, if there is any level of alarm, compared to where you were going into this game? Well, I mean, I think alarm is probably not the right way of putting it. I think it's, I think I feel comfortable in saying I have tapped the brakes on this team is better than last year. I, I, I think there were a couple of thought pieces that were, you know, that's premature, and I think yesterday bore that out. Um, the alarm is not the right way of putting it. I think I, I am willing to say that there were there was nothing that happened yesterday that had this happened uh, had we not looked the way we looked for the past three games, right? Had we beaten Oregon a little more reasonable score, say thirty to ten, um, and you know the South Carolina game had been closer. That is that's altogether possible. Yesterday would have been like, hey, 17, 17 point win against a tough opponent. Um it, you know, that's a, a survive and advance kind of thing. The I think part of the problem is is like we saw all the things that we were worried about out of this team going into yesterday. Young defense, missed assignments on defense, a little bit of lackadaisical play on the front, uh, both sides of the line, or both sides of the ball. And um the offense not hitting on all cylinders, and on top of that, uh, one of your most reliable hands guys had two pretty bad fumbles. Um, all that equals out to a, a ho hum seventeen point win against a team that I still think is probably going to win the MAC. And yes, yeah, just the MAC, but also I think it also should warrant. And I said this last week. I'm the one that says this: best team, better team than last year pump the brakes on that at least in my mind on one i think there's a lot of positivity in that like hey 
Georgia fans are back having things to grouse about, which is kind of, <laughs> which is kind of nice. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, I, I think there. I, I I wouldn't say that's positivity there, but it does feel, you know, reliably normal. Uh, I suppose. Um, I guess the best thing to put the way to think at it is this, because on one hand, I feel like there's two different things. One of which, uh, alarming again, maybe being the wrong word. One is concerning, and one I, I think is not as concerning. One is the mistakes. McConkey had a terrible game with mistakes. They were there were there were issues uh, there were issues that popped up that they did not popped up in the first three weeks. Generally speaking, mistakes are not something I fret about. But like that's that's what they do. They they like if this team is still making those mistakes in uh, week eleven or in the SEC championship game, then okay, we've got a problem. But they're like you know they say, they say when the when you're clunkers, right? This was a game where they made some mistakes and the mistakes didn't ultimately cost them. The more uh, concerning thing. I would say would be that, you know, they were, this is the first time in a while where you've seen a Georgia team get rushed on like this. I think that uh, I love their cute little running back who I think is roughly my wife's height. Um, And it was like, but like, you know, certainly Georgia was not overpowered, but you could see how a team would look at them and say, okay, they don't. They don't have Jordan Davis in the middle. They, they don't have all these stoppers right right up the middle. There, there's stuff we can do right now. Do you think there's teams like Tennessee who won yesterday, or Florida, or Kentucky, or Alabama? When they looked at this game, do you think they looked at this game and said, "Oh well, you know, they 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 made some mistakes, but they're still Georgia. We're not worried." Or do you think they looked at this game and said, "Okay, that's something later on when we play them that we're going to be able to try to exploit." Yeah, I think I think if you are particularly Kentucky. Um, I think if you're particularly Kentucky, you can look at that and think, okay, there's some stuff there. Um, I, I think part of what concerned me on the line of scrimmage is like, there were a couple of times, even the touchdown from the one on fourth down, we didn't get very push. And it's a, uh, you know, part of, part of, you know, call it the death star or whatever you want to call it is like being able to manhandle teams in the fourth quarter because of your depth. and we we didn't do that and um when they were on the football and i think i agree with your assessment there are there are con- there is concerning things that are fixable and there's concerning things that might be structural or or growth i guess is a better it could be a different way of looking at it is you know when you sit down like i you know i always i always try to start the stats okay because i i i always think what my eyes tell me but i'm also my eyes are um my eyes are are ruined by my head and the way i feel because you're right i after i left the game i was like I, i'm not quite sure why i feel this way the game never was in doubt and not just the game never was in doubt it really felt like georgia had the game in hand despite playing maybe one of the worst halves of football they played i, I think the disappointing part to me um is how is how it looked like georgia didn't care that they were playing sloppy when, when I listen to Kirby talk about, you know, it's a composure game. We flex our composure muscle. Um, I wonder if I see it differently or if he sees it differently or if he's just <laughs> he's just going to wait till Monday to tell him how he felt. <laughs> yeah, they didn't look again. I'm not I'm not a professional football coach. And so I I can only go with that. I, I recognize there's an inherent limitation I have there. They didn't look like a team that was completely in charge and composed and comfortable, really uh not just that they looked at on Bauer's run <laughs> and and but they didn't look it at the end right and i think that's when you expect at certain level uh, here's the best way to put it they're like you know 
there was never a time when you thought Georgia was going to lose, but there were definitely times where you thought Georgia was going to be like, okay, enough, enough of this, enough yeah. of this. And they didn't actually do that. And maybe that's what actually concerned me the most. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's exactly right. It's like there were there came a point in the third quarter where it looked like, okay, we're going to Georgia is going to say, all right, I'm I'm kind of done. I'm done with us doing this. Uh, and they just never did, right? That they look if if we were not coming off a national championship and we were also not having been treated to some pretty um pretty stellar uh, football over the past few weeks, uh, we would be a little, we would probably be a little less upset over one, two, three, four, three and outs, one negative two yard drive that, that started inside our 25 that resulted in a field goal. And then, um, and then a, another drive that was an IT and then just really just three sustained drives. I mean, like, you know, you talk about the long touchdown pass, um, that was a bad angle by Chris Smith. And he will tell you that. I mean, it's just like he took a bad angle. He got blocked off by the outside blocker. Uh, and by the time he was able to get his hips back around, that running I mean, the the guy that caught the pass was gone. Um, more concerning to me were the longer drives, the seven, you know, 13 play drives uh and, and 12 play drives. Those happened in the third and fourth quarter. If I am going to be honest and clear-minded about it, that gives me more pause than the long in the long touchdown play, right? I think it's unrealistic to think Georgia's never going to give up a long touchdown. There is on one hand to say, wow, you know, I'm really proud that they made them earn it, but making Kent State earn something in the fourth quarter in your house yeah. doesn't feel like a win. Yeah, and I, and I think that's right. And I, it's not, listen, they won. They won comfortably. You never really sweated it too much. But the I, I found myself getting more concerned as the game went along than less. I suppose, if that makes sense. And not, not because I thought they were going to lose and not because I think, oh, well, look out here. Missouri's got our number next week or anything along those lines. But, you know, we have discussed so far all the concerns that generally we had about this team heading into the year have been answered pretty definitively that they're fine. Right. Like you maybe have some questions about the defense, but on the whole, the, was the, uh, the motivation was there. Uh, the offense was was cruising. Bennett looked great. And they looked like they were headed out to they looked just as desperate and inspired to win this year as they did last year. This was the first game. And again, you don't want to overreact because they still won handily. And the rest of college football is having a lot more problems. No one's looking at George right now and being like, oh, I hope I'm not hoping I'll end up like them. Like, obviously, it's a good place to be. But I would say that the things that if you wanted to have a reason to worry about this team at all, this game was an excellent confirmation of the things you might potentially be worried about. If you, uh, and maybe this is the first step to getting back to actually worrying about things again, instead of being like we were last week, we're like, come on, it's kids day. Who cares? And agreed by the way, like they've won by 70 points. It was definitely never close, but certainly, uh, you know, the, we're all kind of working our way back into fretting about Georgia football, the way that everyone has really for their entire lives. This Maybe this is the baby step back to that point where we start getting nervous about them again. Not that like I think they're going to lose next week or not that I don't think they're so clearly the best team in the SEC and still not very well ticketed to go to the playoff. And I think potentially even the favorite to to win if they get there. But um, 
it turns out you cannot just roll over everyone 48 to nothing all year and uh, and without even trying very hard. And I wonder if Bowers touchdown was actually didn't help in this regard because yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. it was so easy that you guys have been like, oh, OK, we're doing this again. And it turned out they couldn't do that again. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I um, I hadn't considered it in that framework, but, you know, we when when that happened i that actually also set the mo the the mood within the stadium right um and and that could have been look if georgia just driven down and taken 12 12 plays and scores a touchdown there we might feel totally different about you know 39 22 uh just because it's like hey kent state's putting up a fight here as opposed to it looked so easy the first drive and then it felt like you had to struggle for everything else and again you don't want to overdo it you don't want to overstate it, you know, but like it's good. Like, and I have to say, we'll get into the fan experience in a moment. But I, you know, I do think that you know this was the first time where you started to hear that some of the familiar grumblings from the crowd. And I have to say, it wasn't entirely unwelcome. <laughs> it felt it felt like a little bit come back to home, you know. And there's listen, a lot of it's ridiculous. A lot of it is. Like it's weird to think that uh, um, you know. There, I'll put it this way: there were a couple of throws that sets have been made that last year people would have been like, "Oh, good time to get Daniels in there. This is ridiculous. This guy doesn't need to be in there at all." And it, obviously, no one's doing that now. But it speaks to that kind of grumbling of, "Hey, guys, come on, what's going on? Yeah, go stomp them like you're supposed to." Uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe transitioning out of that mindset might not necessarily be the worst idea in the world. Yeah. And I think, look, the other part about it is like, I, I, if you want to talk about the offensive side, you're going to have days like the day McConkie had, you're going to have those days, right? That's just, you're still dealing with 19 year olds. The more frustrating part to me is the number of field goals Georgia had to kick when they got inside the, the 20 yard line, right? It's, um, there were, there were too many in my mind, there were too many drives that ended, uh, you know, decent, decent field goals, 12 plays, 36 yards field goal, eight plays, 55 yards field goal, seven plays, 45 yards field goal. You know, you convert two of those to touchdowns. You go from a 39 to almost a 50 to 22. And, you know, you fit 22 points is still alarming, but it's not nearly alar- as alarming as um, the fact that they didn't just roll it up. And that might be part of it, right? It's like the defense didn't, the defense didn't play well and the offense didn't play well. Uh, and fortunately, they didn't. They played well in different halves of the game, or they played. They played well in different halves of the game. I guess is the right way of putting it. And it's um, yeah. Hey, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine going back to worrying about stuff. That's okay with me. Uh, as long as we keep keep winning ball games. Um. But hey, so while we're uh, worried about things, uh, it would be a mistake to do so uh, naked. It would get you arrested in many parts, walking around the world. So if I were worrying but shirtless. Is there a place I could possibly get that situation remedied? Well, you're very lucky because the 76, T-H-E-S-E-V-E-N-S-I-X dot com. They will make sure you don't worry, you don't wander around shirtless. You know what? They'll keep defects at bay if you happen to be if your kids happen to be shirtless. Papa, it's a good thing. Papa, Papa. We have we have no shirts, Papa. Find us some shirts, Papa. Well, here you go, kid. Here's a computer and my credit card. Go find yourself something. And I go find it. At the seven com, go get it, kid. Go buy you some shirts. Hey, what's that site? Don't go on that site. Go to this site. Go to the seven com. Yeah. Also, if your uh, children are hatless, you can find awesome hats. Oh, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, Duncan. Uh, Duncan Elkin stopped by the tailgate. He had an awesome seven six hat on. Uh, the the Georgia with the like the stripes from the 
I don't, know, I don't remember what it's called, but it's a, the Georgia outline with the stripes from the, the side of the pants, uh, I, which I think is a very, very good look too. Also, well, you know, hmm. if you're somebody that just hates paying for shipping, you can enter WSLS in your uh, when you go to checkout and you'll get free shipping. So we've thought of everything. That's, that's I, I have to tell you, I not only hate paying for shipping, I hate not typing WLS, WSLS podcast into my my web browsers in any possible form. Um, hey, so what do you think of the fan? Uh, I did hear a lot of grumblings. This is the thing about Kent State, uh, you know, these games like this, these are often the games, this is, we talked about this last week about uh, why they do a lot of these games, these pay games, a lot of them are, uh, obviously there's, there's value to the team, but I think from a, from a fan perspective, I think it gives a lot of people the opportunity to go to games that they might not ordinarily be able to. We certainly saw that. I think, I definitely saw some people, and maybe this is because my wife was helping park cars at uh, Barrow Elementary School this week, week and uh, Found a bunch of people that did not understand the basic rules of how parking passes work. You cannot just show your ticket to someone, your your game ticket to someone and say, oh, I can park here because I've got tickets to the game. That, that, that will not work. Hang on to that ticket. You will need that later, but it will not get you parking. Uh, anywhere. Are you serious? That's actually what happened. That's actually what happened. And I I have theories. I have theories about why people would possibly think that Um, uh, they're not positive theories. So I won't uh, air them here, but uh, certainly, uh, yeah, there, she had multiple people show her their ticket and say, I can park here. I got a ticket. Like, no, that's to the game. That big building, that big building, that that'll get you in there. That won't just give you, Parking wherever you want to go, sir. Um, but I do think it was a good game for people that are grouchy. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I think that, and I I wonder, again, I, I mentioned this before, but I wonder if there's value in that, of having a good little grouchiness for people uh, to get that out of their system. Uh, because, you know, I mean, there's some big games coming up here pretty soon. And I think that we're going to, we're going to want to be on edge a little bit for those. And this was a good, you know, baby steps back to being on edge. But I definitely got a sense of, uh, uh, Tim Kelly was uh, texting me saying that uh, there are people in his section being like, it's the refs trying to keep the Heisman from Stetson. I'm like, yes, get back to the aggrievement, Georgia fans. That's what we need. We need aggrievement because there's been very little aggrievement over the last year. And uh, uh, I would much rather have that aggrievement come from a 19 point win than a out of nowhere loss to South Carolina. Yeah, I think that's right, because, uh, you know, I can remember, I'm old enough to remember us being excited about an overtime win against Georgia Southern. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, look, this might be a game we might, I mean, there's entirely a narrative where we look back on the season, let's say you, let's say we lose to Alabama in the SEC championship, don't make the playoffs and lose whatever bowl game we play in and look back at this game. It's like, yep, it's all that there. Um, I, uh, we also could look back at this game as like, okay, this was a game where Kirby, uh, got a hold of his team and said, guys, every week you have to bring your a game because someone will sneak up and bite you. And I'll take that on the 17 point ball game. I'll take that on a game where according to Bill Conley stats, there was a 95%, um, uh, based on advanced stats, a 95% uh, win rate there. I'll take that on a game where, you know, legitimately, um, Georgia outgained them, you know, 580 to 280 yards. Um, but there are things there that when you look at how what the flow of this game was and ha- how disappointing it was, I'll call it disappointing to see long touchdown drives given up uh, or long scoring drives given up later in the game 
when part of building the Death Star and using the Death Star term, part of the building the Death Star is to be able to have enough depth later into your physical domination and not be able to do that against a Kent State team who has been on the road three weeks uh, in a row against uh, Oklahoma and Washington is um, is is concerning. I'm not ready to say cancel your Airbnb in Atlanta, uh, but I am ready to say against Kentucky, uh, you will not play in Atlanta uh, probably won't play in Atlanta the first weekend in, in December. All right. Anything else jump out at you from the around the world of SEC football uh, this week or or, or national-wise? Uh, what did you yeah, think of that uh, Florida-Tennessee game? Yeah, the Florida-Tennessee game was interesting. I think I think um, Billy Napier's decided, you know what? We are going to ride or die with Anthony Richardson doing Anthony Richardson stuff. They stopped trying to throw, like, force him into a mold of throwing the ball or, or running the defense a certain way. Uh, offense a certain way and just let him go. And it nearly paid off for him. Um, you know, there are a couple of things. Uh, it's like, what are you doing, Missouri? <laughs> um, I, d- I don't know if you saw how that game ended. Uh, like, what was yeah. Wake Forest? What are you doing, yeah. Wake Forest? Yeah. I mean, you know, those are two games that, that should have gone the other direction. Um, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. This is extremely late breaking. We're recording this almost 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Uh, apparently, Georgia Tech has canceled uh, team meetings. And mm. the Georgia Tech Athletic Association has a meeting in the morning. Uh, what about that's about? What about that? Yeah, I don't. I, I'm I'm sure they're just simply talking about uh, where they're going to have Waffle House next. Yeah, that's that's, that's a good idea. Uh, I'm uh, while you're while we're uh, we're talking, I'm going to look up their assistant coach situation and see who they <laughs> Georgia might be <laughs> might be playing. Uh, um, so uh, and, and and to me, you know, I watched that Clemson game. Uh, I got I was able to get back and watch the end of that at the end of the Georgia game. Uh, Clemson should have lost that game. Oh yeah, absolutely should have lost that game. Absolutely, I agree with that. Um, it just happened to be it was uh, we yeah we we literally pulled up just in time to see the very end of it. Uh, the same, and it was um, yeah, it's what are you doing there? It's crazy. Um, but uh, well, I've already had a couple of uh, folks on Twitter ask me about the kickoff time for Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I will remind everybody that. Uh, CBS has two weeks uh, a season where they do a double header. They do a three thirty and eight o'clock, uh, and then they also do a noon and three thirty. Uh, so the weekend of the Auburn game uh, is the eight o'clock, uh, three thirty eight o'clock. I do not see any way in the world that CBS picks a game other than Alabama and Texas A and M. They've had that circled since CBS said that's the date we want it to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and by the way, if you can uh, you can get Alabama minus any points, you should take them. Uh, so, or Arkansas, by the way, talk about how one play can make such a big difference, man. That play uh, that for in the first half changed that Arkansas was about to like it felt like Arkansas was about to like park the bus on that game, yeah. and it just completely turned around that one play. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I, I I I apologize. I, I had I had my head that I wanted to talk about that and that very thing. Um, but when you when you go through and look at the schedule that week uh, against that Georgia plays uh, Auburn on the on the eighth, I mean, I can't. I mean, look, I I don't think. I mean, Auburn should have lost to Missouri, uh, but they didn't. Uh, so I'm not certain if Harson makes it still makes it to the eighth. But even so, uh, CBS given the opportunity to have the number one and number two teams in the nation back to back on their channels. Um, seems pretty compelling to me. I mean, the only other game, I mean, literally the only other game out there that it looks remotely um, worthy of having at 3.30 would be Arkansas, who's going to fall from the top 
10 uh, versus Mississippi State. Um, I, the good news is also, I just don't see any way they make a six-day window here uh, I, I, unless they go ahead and say 8 o'clock on that Texas A&M Alabama game and, and, and make everything else. But there's some games here that just scream SEC Network, hello, South Carolina at Kentucky. Um, but I think we'll play at 3.30. I think that game will be a 3.30 CBS kickoff to lead in their doubleheader. All right. Well, that'll be fun. Well, that'll be exciting. Well, we'll be back Tuesday to preview the Missouri game. And I will actually be in the state of Missouri for that game, but not in Columbia. Cause I will be, uh, uh, as I said, the number of Georgia, a number of Cardinals fans who also went to Missouri who have told me, Oh, thank God that Georgia game is the same time as the Cardinals game. So no one will be paying attention to the Georgia Missouri game. So uh, we will not see what happens to Missouri. That game tough way to lose. They're not going to get, Whatever's going on with Auburn, I feel like if you've got an opportunity to be Missouri and win at Auburn, you should do so because uh, you <laughs> might not get other opportunities to do that. So that's a rough way to go. But I'm sure, I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they were just looking ahead to this game, right? Um, no, yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah, yeah, we'll go yeah. with that. Um, all right, Tay, we'll be back Tuesday night to uh, to discuss uh, all of that, uh, all of that business. Uh, but otherwise, uh, they they won, man. Let's not sweat it too much. It's good to have a little bit of that quiet panic and agreement uh, uh, back in our lives. I, I kind of missed it. Um, Tony, I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Until then, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Make sure to stop by the76.com and get all of your new Bulldog apparel, whether you need a hat or shirt or maybe a sweater. It is, uh, or they don't really sell sweaters, but a hoodie or a jacket. It's becoming fall and perhaps maybe they, even that Auburn game, it'll be uh, somewhat cool. Um, but you can find us on Twitter at WSLS Podcast. You can find the 76 Apparel on Twitter at 76 Apparel. So uh, make sure to use promo code WSLS when you order something from the76.com. And uh, we'll see you on campus in about two weeks. And until then, go dogs.